Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello everyone, I'm Molly Wood And I'm Tom Merritt And welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you Where I swear in this one case it is not irresponsible to bury our heads in the sand And pretend that we don't know what's going on in the world around us Because the two of us never leave the basement And yet we still know what's a thing (laughs) Never leaving the basement seems pretty smart these days, don't it folks? Doesn't it? Never leaving the basement, it's a thing (laughs) <laughs> it's now that's really that's our show thank you everyone and good night good night and good luck friends <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yeah no we have uh we have nothing but but things for you today. nothing but things yeah. yeah none of the things that you are thinking about are only reading about and so i hope that you're cool with that because we don't want to talk about it because the great thing is that i do still walk the dogs so i think both of my things will be classified this week as driveway things things i spotted oh okay all right uh-huh. well um, in the dogs but you know we're just here to talk about things everyone just like we always do you're welcome of, where i don't even know how i stumbled across this yeah uh, i have questions about both of your things but my first one mm-hmm. is uh ultimate chad maybe i saw someone mention it on twitter uh <laughs> like that's the ultimate chad Ooh. Uh, and uh-huh. of course it refers to the slang, a Chad, which is a derogatory word for an American man, typically single in his twenties or early thirties and generally very buff. <laughs> buff. Like, okay. You know, I don't even think I was familiar muscular. with like Chad of that usage either, but tell me more. What's ultimate um, Chad. Okay. If that's Chad. So right. he's swole as producer Rich puts it. And then there is, of course, every uh, there is the Chad sketch on Saturday Night Live, which That's I, don't what I assumed you meant. Yeah, think it's related, but really? it might be because it seems to fit the definition, except for the muscular part. <laughs> Fascinating. Yeah. ultimate but what's so ultimate about it well ultimate chad is like that's that was the thing i saw like oh this person is the ultimate chad oh i and see then, got it got it and it was like mm-hmm. a super buff guy um but yeah maybe it started just as being like just kind of a a, a manly man term apparently originated in chicago I'm sad to say that, it, according to Wikipedia, it was later appropriated in incel forums to refer mm. to sexually active alpha males. I was going to skip that wah. part. <laughs> Were yeah. you? Yeah. That would have been smart. Were you also going to say thunder bleep or no? No, I was definitely no. going to skip that part, too. <laughs> I was just going to stick to Chicago. Uh, but all these things are true. You know, that is you adorable. Can't cover them up. like, Chicago. It was... <laughs> Uh, what's the lady version? A Trixie, apparently, according to Wikipedia, but or maybe like a Becky. Oh yeah, no. Is there is there a, an, a, an a, 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 that is something we'll need uh, the world's help on? Uh, <laughs> is is <laughs> is a uh, is is a check on the uh, on the 
female version, the the woman version. Well, it's funny because uh, when you first said Chad, I definitely went to the SNL skit because I do think that that and probably it came from all of this has become its own sort of thing. Just like every time you just go, OK, I feel like everyone knows what you're talking about. And it's rare these days that a Saturday Night Live skit has that much impact. But I do think the Chad skit is working. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, if you see some people out there talking about chads, that's what they're talking about. Okay. Um, if you are out on a, do- <laughs> it's because it's from skit. Um, if you are out on a dog walk and you should happen to pass by, I don't know, every third driveway here in the San Francisco Bay Area, you will see that driveway filled with a brand new Toyota Rav4 hybrid. No kidding. This car, have you seen it? Is it just here? Is it like everywhere? I I think I know what you're talking about, but I don't think I've seen it everywhere. It's I will say it's a real good looking RAV4. Like it looks very sporty and it's kind of mm-hmm. angular. It's got a little bit of an Acura style to it. Okay. It is all over the place. Like I thought two things. One, that Toyota RAV4s were not that popular. And that two, hybrids were like over until the Toyota RAV4 hybrid came out and this thing is banana pants. It is all over the place. It's like the new, it's like even more than the Subaru. And apparently, according to uh, an article on car advice in Australia, Toyota has this huge waiting list for the RAV4 hybrid. So this is, uh, it's not even the new silver Jeep. This is, this is just the new SUV of the, yeah, of the maybe- moment. Maybe it is the new, you know, Subaru Crosstrek. The new Subaru. Oh, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Except with, except it's a hi- hybrid? Like, that's, I think, that I think the thing that might be blowing my mind about it is that I didn't, I just thought we were either, like, electric or not. Uh, uh, well, yeah. Uh, hybrid electrics. Is this a hybrid electric, though? Or is it just a hybrid? I, I don't, I don't know if well, it's a hybrid electric. Well, when I say hybrid electric, I think I'm using hybrid... the- a plug-in hybrid is what I'm looking for. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, a gas electric hybrid. It's not a plug-in electric. It's not a plug-in hybrid where it's not ju- not just gas and electric, but you could plug it in and charge it. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know either. Internet seems to say it's a gas, just a straight up gas electric hybrid, where it's yeah, the so kind that charges the, while you drive. That's the norm these days. Yeah. I don't know. People love it. 41 miles to the gallon, blah, blah, blah. Looks pretty good. People are obsessed. It is everywhere. This thing is everywhere. 41 miles to gallon out of an SUV is not bad. No. And it looks good. good. Let me be clear that the reason that I'm so aware of this thing being a thing is that every time I walk by it, I'm like, oh, that is a hella pretty car. Like, what is that? And then every time I look around the back of it, I'm like, oh, my God, it's a freaking RAV4 hybrid. Wow. I know. 41 miles to gallon. I'm going to see them everywhere now. You know that. You know, so I'm going to be like, I don't know, Molly, I haven't seen him. And then I'm going to go for the dog walk tomorrow and I'm going to be like, oh, that's the RAV4 hybrid. Oh, there's another, there's another, you know what I mean? Like I just, I just wasn't noticing him. I'm car blind. I think you totally are. No, I, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, it's not, it's not your thing necessarily, but yeah. And apparently the, the demand for them is just like through the roof and people are obsessed. And the reason I noticed the silver Jeep was because it's a Jeep, right? Like it really does stick out. Whereas the RAV4 hybrid is as cool as it looks. It's still, yeah. it's, it's not like a totally different form of car. No, so it's, it's really not. It's basically like yeah. a really good looking crossover SUV at a time when uh-huh. everybody has a crossover SUV. Everyone. I know. Um, see, yes. and I think maybe that's why I, I, I'm going to bet you I see a bunch of these because my mind goes, ugh, SUV. 
don't want to look. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't care. <laughs> why are you doing that? You don't need it. Maybe you do. But if you don't, why do you have it? Right. My mind goes, oh, crossover SUV, I already have one, might need a different one. I love it. Oh my God, right. tell me more. Oh, it's the RAV4 hybrid again. Uh, the Discord has informed us that it is, in fact, just a gas hybrid, gas no hybrid. plug-in like okay. a Prius, which All makes right. sense. I mean, that's really their bread and butter over at Toyota. But yes, keep your eyes peeled, everyone, uh, on your dog walks, because you're about to see a lot of them. Are you afraid of train tracks? <laughs> no, but... Once again, I have questions. <laughs> uh, some, sometimes I get the best things from talking to my co-hosts on other shows. This one came from Sarah Lane. She was like, just admitting that she's afraid of train tracks. So I looked it up. She's like, it's a weird thing. She's like, I'm not afraid of trains. Just like when I see the tracks, I get weirdly freaked out about like getting my foot caught in them or something. I don't like walking across them. Huh. Uh, and it is a thing. No uh, way. It is a form of siderodromophobia. Oh my God. Which is a broad fear of train things. <laughs> so uh, it lacks an official phobia name of its own, uh, but the phobia of train tracks generally hinges on two main concerns the fear of accidentally being stuck on the tracks or the fear of being pushed. Like when I you're mean, standing next to them. I guess now that you're saying it, I have both of those. Like a little bit. Not a lot. I get but the I, concern, right? There's, where's that line between phobia and concern? I get the concern if I'm walking across a set of tracks, like, oh, you know, step carefully. You don't want to get your stuck here or fall down and not be, you know, whatever. Right. But yeah. it's not like, oh, no, tra- train tracks. I don't want to do this. It's not like that for me. No, it's not like that. But I definitely do think about it pretty much every time. And... Always, you know, often think like, oh, I wouldn't want to have to stop on this this track. And I always look both ways, even if it's just like when it's those uncontrolled train intersections. That's just smart. Yeah. And then <clears throat> I definitely have the thing about standing too close to the sub- edge of the subway. Like I'm afraid somebody's going to push me or I'm just going to like all that's, of a sudden jump off. Like just seems reasonable. <laughs> like, don't, you know, you never know. Like even if it wasn't on purpose, but somebody just like uh, barreling through and not watching what they're doing or something. Uh, I have you ever got the opposite thing where you catch yourself thinking about jumping down into the yeah, train tracks? Exactly. That's weird. I, I like have both. Like on the one hand, I think somebody's going to push me, but on the other hand, I think I'm just going to have some rapture of the deep moment and just like jump off. I just jump. Yeah. Not not and not, I'm not saying there's a train coming. I'm just saying like you just think like cool, maybe I should jump down there, and then you're like, no, really not cool. Don't do right? that. I know. Like, I just want to know if the third rail is actually that de- deadly. <laughs> Don't touch is the it third as, rail. It is, is it as bad as healthcare or no? Like, I need to know. Is it like the third rail of politics? I can't believe that that is. And then they even talk about common causes. They're like, well, if you've ever gotten stalled on a, right. on a train track, you're likely to be more scared of it. Huh? Which makes sense. That is fascinating. Um, yeah. All right. My second thing is also a thing that I have spotted often walking around in Oakland and I kind of want which is galvanized steel trough planters. Oh, yes. <laughs> this one I can I can definitely back you up on. You've definitely nailed a thing here. Is this all over your neighborhoods? Yes. Yeah. So you 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 know, those of you who have ever been around agriculture or live in a hipster city will know what I'm talking about, like literally the huge food and water troughs that are silver and that that look and it seems to be that part of the thing is to actually have them look very agriculture like they right. still a lot of them still have the ag sticker 
of you some wanna, sort. You wanted you know? to look like a cow was drinking out of it real recently or something. Yeah, exactly. And then you decided to plant your chard in there. <laughs> well, don't have the cow anymore. Might as well plant the chard. In it. <laughs> so they're like, I'm seeing him in the front of houses, in the back uh-huh. of houses. I'm seeing yeah. him, you know, on staging photos and houses that are for sale. Like they are really everywhere. And it seems like, I mean, I'm all over this. It seems like they make a really great raised garden bed. Yeah. If you don't want to like dig up your yard. Good part of good way to zero escape. If you just yep. want to have like, you know, like gravel, but you don't want it to just be no green. You can build this in. Yeah. I mean, and they look really cool. And I have done, I've gone so far as to, and I'm not saying that it's also like a prepper inspired thought, but I was like, wow, you could really grow a lot of food in here. <laughs> and I mean, you can yeah. get them, you know, you can get it. I mean, you can get them at feed stores, of course. You can also get like 90 gallon tanks in a, a like a three pack from Amazon for, I don't know, 280, 300 bucks. And then you just like drill holes. And then there's all these how-tos online. Like you can put wheels on them or you can just raise them a little bit. And you like don't – you shouldn't fill them all the way with dirt, they say, because that just takes tons and tons of dirt. You can put the bottom – like you can do styrofoam. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Like false gardening. bottom. So, yeah, oh, styrofoam. Like false that bottom. Makes, that's really good. Yeah. I know, which is a good idea. And then you I put, like this like, picture uh, of the one fabric. with the uh, with the sprinkler pipe going into the side. They've like drilled a hole and then you can just drip, drip irrigate it. Oh, that's smart. Super smart. Yeah. Oh my God, people think of everything. And this one's sort of like copper. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're actually really cool. And also, like, I don't know how everybody got turned on to these all at once. But I mean, but yeah. I'm seeing them in every like third yard. I'm I'm seeing them all over the place. There's an apartment complex that uses them as decor as decor near me. Yep. Um, you know, because they don't have a lot of space, so it's a way to, you know, give give some extra green in and amongst the concrete. <laughs> yeah no totally yeah. that's yeah, kind of yeah. how i'm zero scaping is a good good comment because i do think i see them in that way also where people are just like well yeah i don't want a bunch of grass I, i've definitely seen them where somebody's got like a bunch of you know pebble gravel and cactus and then a couple of these mm-hmm. to just kind of set it all off definitely oh these people painted theirs that's why it's all copper i mean there are tons of how-to's there was one really funny how-to that I read where this guy like went to all this trouble to put the wheels on. And he was like, oh, you really need the right bolts and this and that to connect mm-hmm. the wheels to the this. And you need this kind of tape and blah, blah, blah. And then someone was in the, co- in the comments was like, this looks amazing. Couldn't you just build a little, um, you know, box and put the wheels on that and then just put it on top of that and roll it? And he was like, shut up. <laughs> shut I mean, up. he literally, bless his heart, he was like, I, I wish I had thought of that. It would have been so. <laughs> So many fewer hours. <laughs> oh yeah, what's that thing called? Uh, when you, when you're moving and you you got the little flat thing with the wheels. Yeah, like a dolly. To, dolly, mm-hmm. thank you. Yes, why couldn't I think of dolly? Yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah, just uh, so that would have been there. No? That would have been an option. Anyway, I'm all over this. I'm gonna. This totally seems like a seems like a good, good stuck at home project. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and um, I mean, you don't have to go for the whole three hundred dollar. Uh, Amazon thing. You could just get a couple of the troughs to start out with. Yeah. Well, three troughs is like 300 bucks on Amazon, but there's also, Oh, I guess you're two thirds away there if you do that. Yeah. They're a little cheaper on it feed stores. I think I would imagine. So that doesn't seem like they should cost a hundred dollars each. These are, these are like $20 items. I'm guessing. I don't, I mean, it's at a feed store, 90 gallon galvanized steel, you know, it's like a pretty real. Yeah. Maybe, maybe closer to a hundred then. All right. Fair enough. Yep. Take anyway, it back, Amazon. You I didn't say it was a cheap thing. Pricing. I mean, this is Oakland. <laughs> what you want to do is go find a farm that's selling off old ones. 
Because maybe oh, it's yes. got a leak or something. You know, I have it's not seen them on the Craigslist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I might just do them one at a time on Craigslist. That's a really good way to do it. Yep. Because you don't I've care if it's got a little them. hole in it if you're just going to put styrofoam in the bottom anyway. I want it to have a little hole in it. The water needs to leak out or else. Well, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You need it yeah. to drain. Yeah, exactly. Boom. Well, let's get to some of your things because, man, sometimes your things are the best things. Uh, quite often they are. Carol wrote in and wants to know what's up with your fluffy pancakes, Mollywood. Right. I know. Totally. I haven't uh, made them yet. Carol said, what happened with Molly's Japanese pancake experiment? She said she will try to make it in an instant pot and report back, but I don't think I heard a result. I did try it twice with disastrous results. No. It stuck to the bottom, even though I tried to put a lot of oil. So I was curious to hear how yours went. <laughs> Maybe I'm not going to try that. <laughs> yeah, Carol, you may have just uh, warned mm-hmm. Molly off and did that. Uh, also about the mini split AC systems. Those are the only kind of AC systems used in my home country, says Carol. So I was kind of surprised they are unknown in the U.S. For us, that is what we call AC. There's nothing <laughs> else. And we have been using those for years, more than 15 years. There's a hole in the wall and a bundle of copper pipes and cables wrapped in insulation that goes between the inside and the outside unit, just like the big whole house HVAC systems in the U.S. And one more thing. After listening to Tom and Sarah on GDI mentioning matte black flatware, I saw a whole shelf of them in Target. So that may also be a thing. Oh, interesting. Well, matte finish is just like the hugest thing. Yeah, definitely. But yes, we got several notes. In fact, West Bay Stars in the Discord is saying it's <laughs> they've been a thing for at least 40 years in Japan. And we got mm. a couple other notes, I think, from Europe saying, oh, yeah, this is a, a thing. But And it has sort of just made its way over here, apparently. Phil writes in and Phil's got the jokes. For example, joke. How do you know if somebody has a big green egg? Punchline. They invite you over for dinner and tell you about it in a 10-minute monologue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How do you know somebody has a big green egg? Because they keep telling you about how they have a big green egg. <laughs> how do you know somebody is into CrossFit? Um, he said, yes, this is based on my life experiences. Three times my family has been invited over for dinner at a friend's house. When we get there, the guy proceeds to give a monologue about his big green egg, how awesome it is, and all the interesting facts about how it cooks meat better than everything else. I'm not complaining. The 10 minutes are well worth some of the best meat I've had. Thanks for the show, Phil, who is probably just jealous because he does not have a big green egg. I'm quoting him, not <laughs> judging him. He wrote him. that, yeah. <laughs> uh, it kind of reminds me of timeshare. Like, well, at least I got the luggage. <laughs> 10 minutes uh, worth of uh, hearing the presentation of the big green egg. Totally worth it for the meat. Totally worth it for the meat. Oh, Fordo's catching up on the show. Hi, oh, Fordo hello. in the future. When you finally catch up on the show, <laughs> uh, she says, can y'all tell I'm just catching up? I'm two months behind. I'll be up to speed soon since I'm now walking to and from work, which takes more than twice as long as the subway each way. Thanks, coronavirus. Uh, I'm not a fear monger, just helping out a friend a lot lately as she cares for her elderly-ish mom. And I don't want to have to let her down and tell her that I can't be around her mother because I'm sick. So she's trying to be careful. Anyway, in case you guys are interested, intuitive eating is also known as mindful eating, not surprisingly, and it's big in eating disorder communities. Eating disorder treatment places and therapists have their clients and patients practice mindful eating as part of their programs to reorient them with appropriate portion sizes and feelings of fullness and feelings around the level of fullness that their bodies feel. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's really good. I love yeah. that. Thank you, Fordo. Um, Jeffrey writes in and found the perfect photo for Mercury in retrograde. And from cheeseburger.com, he's got a photo about a guy's uh, cardboard sign that speaks the truth. And the sign number nine in the list says, 
Why does it feel like Mercury is always in retrograde? <laughs> Man, I can't have cheeseburger too. Flashback. Still on it. Cheeseburger, still <laughs> on it. Uh, and then Tim needs a thing check. You ready for a thing check? Yeah, let's do this. Thing check on aisle Tim. Uh, it says, hi, I was rewatching The Good Place because, well, that is a thing. And I think I've noticed something that might no longer be a thing. Uh, spoiler for the end of season one. As Eleanor is being reset, she says to Michael, yeah, basic. <laughs> I realized <laughs> that although I was current and a thing at the time, I haven't heard anyone say it for a while. Of course, the only young I'm listening to these days is Justin Robert Young. <laughs> so I might be out of touch, but the phrase might be a thing whose day has passed. Is your basic gone? Is it over? I think it might be gone. I think it's out. Yeah. I mean, it's really charming and funny, but it is true that I said it to my son one day and he was like, mom, I'm so nobody embarrassed right now. That. Like nobody's saying that right now. Uh, I, here's, here's some embarrassment. I found out about the phrase from the good place the first time she said it because she says it more than just the time he's talking. Oh about yeah, it. definitely. Uh, I I was like, oh, that's a thing. Okay, I guess this was before we were doing, doing back doing the show again. Uh, oh yeah. So I I was late to that party and now I'm late to its end. I know, but I think you're absolutely right, Tim. I think that's yep. a good spot. I think it's gone. It's gone, gone daddy. Gone. Yeah, we have judged <laughs> that thing is over goodbye the thing am, undertaker has come for it oh good one we need like a little like a death sound you know a uh -huh. dirge yeah oh it's a little it's a little that's a little real mm. um let's go to shout outs because it's quickly becoming if we rushed through today's show it is only in service of getting to the shout outs no kidding because right because no one works harder than producer Rich to make your shout outs worth your donations. Finely crafted shout outs. They are unlike any other podcast that will shout you out. That is that is true. I'm sorry, but that is just the truth. Patreon.com slash it's a thing. If you would like to uh, donate weekly, monthly at the shout out level, then you too could get one of these shout outs. Very loosely, says Rich, worked into Shakespeare lines. Tom, would you like to take it away? As you like it. Act two, scene one. Hath not old custom made this life more sweet than that of painted pomp? Are not these Jake Woods more free from peril than the envious court? <laughs> He's a genius. Henry the Sixth, part one, act five, scene two. Fond man, remember that thou hast a wife. Then how can Margaret be thy Louis Saint Amour? <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> Hamlet, Act 1, Scene 2. A little more than Mike Aikens and less than kind. <laughs> also, I played this all wrong. Winter's Tale, Act 4, Scene 2. None, sir. I have no pheasant, cock, nor Gabriel Cohen. <laughs> hen. Get it? Hen. Cock nor hen. Gabriel hen. Cohen. I like it. I like it. Guys. <laughs> Amazing. As of April 1st, Mike Aikens alone will have donated over $1,000 to support this show. Wow. Thank you, Mike. Amazing. Thank you to everybody. Thank you to everybody who supports the show. Really? Like, yeah, it, uh, for real. This week of all weeks, and I know we say this every week, I know we do, but we sincerely mean it. And this week of all weeks, I have never been happier to sit down and do this show and be like, listen, man, life. We'll roll on. Yeah. I mean, and, and thankful that 
if if you can afford it and we know times are getting rocky and and some of you won't be able to and we totally understand but if you can afford to throw a buck or two our way uh it makes it possible for us to continue to do this and entertain i wrote this in my newsletter today entertainment may seem frivolous but at a time when you're quarantined it's important it's important to take a break it's important to talk uh to think to laugh and uh, even if it's not us uh you should you should be spending some time on that with someone and those of you who are spending it with us we're truly appreciative of Hmm. and it's not gonna get said better than that patreon.com slash it's a thing and of course email us just keep in touch tell us how you're doing feedback check at it's a thing dot me and also if you know you Tell us what's happening in your neighborhood because this world's getting a lot smaller (laughs) by the day. (laughs) Talk to you again next time. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.